name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, blessed feast today. The end of the one-day Apostles' Fast. <laughs> today we celebrate the two pillars of the church, equal in honor, Saints Peter and Paul. The two chief, she- chief apostles, shepherds, master builders. The two great lights of the church, bringing light to the whole world, the fishers of the universe. So I'd like to just look at a few parts of the life of St. Peter and St. Paul and then together, and then read a little uh, excerpt from uh, St. Gregory Palamas on this feast. St. Peter was uh, questioned by the Lord, do you love me? Uh, a question that was, uh, uh, he approached, was approached by him by three times, and it troubled Peter. You know that I love you, Lord. But this question uh, is an important one, I think, for us to consider ourselves. Do you love me? Do I love you, Lord? Do I love you? And how do we kind of Negotiate that, you know, because the love of the world gets in our way, things get in our way. You know, where Christ is to be the throne of our heart and many other things get in the way of that. What's, what's on the throne of your heart? What's, what's there? Is it Lord, the Lord first? I think we have to kind of keep that in mind and hear that question asked to us. What's on my throne? What's on the throne of my heart? Do I keep his commandments? Do I trust him? Do I follow him? Do I turn to him in in all my circumstances? Do I love him? Do I love you, Lord? I think we have to continually stretch ourselves in this. um, For I think we... uh, This challenges us, I think, as Christian people. Uh, And it should challenge us. Uh, But this idea that we're always stretching for this, always trying to love more, love more. I remember one time uh, I was asked, uh, I asked Bishop Basil, I was struggling with somebody and I said, about a situation in a church, and I said, he said, you need to love him. I said, I do. And he says, then love him more. Very powerful right there. Then love him more. Do you love him? Then love him more. Step into that love and stretch it. Stretch our love for God. This is very important to us. And then when St. Peter says, I do love you, Lord. He says, feed my sheep. Take care of other people. This is is our response to his love. Then take care of the people around you. Take care of the people in your life. Take care of the people that you run into. Stretch your life out there. Tend my flock. Take care of my sheep. Be concerned for other people. This This is our response to Christ. As St. Peter, care for others. 
St. Paul, his, uh, the epistle reading is that he endured all for the sake of Christ. He endured all for the sake of Christ. And how do we view the trials that come our way? How do we look at them? With resentment, with difficulty, with, Lord, how can this happen to me? Or do we see them as opportunities to grow and to find patience and to seek God more deeply? You know, trials are brought to us uh, for good reasons. Uh, they need to stretch us. You know, St. James says that we, all, we should thank God for all trials that come our way because trials bring patience. And then he says this, let patience have its perfect work. Trials work in you. The patience you have to uh, grab onto to endure a trial in a holy way takes patience. And he says, because then you will be perfect, lacking nothing. So our trials have come. They come for us to be stretched again. To, to find hope in Christ, to trust in God. So these things for us. And to endure things as St. Paul did. St. Peter and Paul together, we hear of their repentance. Peter in his denial and Paul as a persecutor. What do we hear in their repentance? What are the qualities of their repentance? First, it's self-condemnation. My sin is ever before me. I don't justify it. It's just there, and I just confess it. I don't look for the reasons around it and, and try to discern it in that way. I just repent. God, forgive me right away. Don't walk around it. <laughs> just confess it. I sinned. I sinned. This is my sin. And, and so it's, it's just clear. No explanations. Just clear. And then they bring tears, either internal or external tears. I have offended you, Lord. I have broken my relationship with you. Something tragic has happened here in my sin. I, have, I, I was close to you and now I feel distant. A great sadness. Tears should come to us when we, when we step into that. And then a broken and a contrite heart, both of them. God will not despise a broken and a contrite heart. So we need to see this in our repentance. When we sin, we repent this way. And then they have a firm resolve not to repeat it. St. Paul says, you know, even in that resolve, the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I still do. So what do, what do, what, what do we have when we come into that? We turn again to repentance. It's there all the time for us. Even when we, we end, we come again to God and say, please forgive me. I know this is it's repetitive, but please forgive me. And he does. He hears that plea. So don't, don't don't run from that. Don't run from repetitiveness. Run to repentance in that. 
So let me end with these beautiful words from St. Uh, Gregory Palamas on this feast. <clears throat> the commemoration of each of the saints on the appointed feast day is an occasion for town and country, citizens and their rulers to share in rejoicing and brings great benefit to all who celebrate. The memory of the just is praised, says the wise Solomon. <clears throat> when the righteous is praised, the people rejoice. If a lamp is lit at night, its light shines for the service and enjoyment of everyone present. Similarly, through such commemorations, each saint's God-pleasing course, his blessed end, and the grace bestowed on him by God, because of the purity of his life, brings spiritual joy and benefit to the whole congregation, like a bright flaming torch set in our midst. When the land bears a good harvest, everyone rejoices, not just the farmers, for we all benefit from the earth's produce. So the fruits which the saints bring forth for God through their virtue delight only, not only the husbandmen of our souls, but also us, being set before us for common good and the pleasure of our souls. During their earthly lives, our, all the saints are incentive to virtue. For those who hear and see them with understanding, for they are human icons of excellence, animated pillars of goodness, the living books, each teach us the way to better things. Afterwards, when they depart this life, the benefit we gain from them is kept alive forever through the remembrance of their virtues. By commemorating their noble deeds, we offer them that praise which on one hand we owe them for the good they do as our ancestors, but which on the other is fitting for us at this present time on the account of the help they give us through St. John, St. Gregory's words, uh, may the prayers of St. Peter and Paul bless us all this day. Amen.